Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey, 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 welcome back to another podcast episode. Uh, Me and Ella are back together again today, and we are excited because we're going to be doing a topic called, what does the Bible have to say about dot, 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 fill in the blank. And we actually asked a couple of you guys on Instagram, or not a couple of you guys, we asked all of you on Instagram, (laughs) but a couple of you guys sent in um, some topic ideas on what you would like answered about that. So today we're actually going to be talking about what does the Bible have to say with tattoos, drinking, and swearing. Yes, you guys sent in a lot of topics, which we are very thankful for. Um, But a lot of these things we figured we could kind of put together, like categorized together. And so we don't want to jump in and call this a series quite yet because we're still a little bit shaken up after our last big series we did. So Christmas countdown took a lot out of us. No more series for a little bit. (laughs) Right, right. But we are going to be doing these next few episodes. We'll just be over some very controversial topics today, but topics that the Bible does address and we should be talking about. Right. We have some of these, like she said, controversial topics, but really asking, what does the Bible have to say as this, you know, as a Mm -hmm. Christian? So, Mm -hmm. yep, asking those questions. So, like we said, we're hitting tattoos, drinking, and profanity or swearing, otherwise known as. Um, So, the first big one, tattoos. So, what does the Bible have to say about tattoos? Yeah, so the only place in the Bible that actually specifically talks about tattoos is Leviticus 19.28. And if you know anything about the Bible, you know that Leviticus is a very intimidating book of the Bible just because, well, I shouldn't say intimidating. It's just a book of the Bible that no one ever likes to read. There's a lot of laws in there, a lot of rules. Yeah, it's just all law, basically. Um, But anyway, so Leviticus 19.28 says, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself. I am the Lord. However, like I said, this was in the Old Testament. And so As New Testament believers, as Christians, we aren't under the Mosaic law anymore. And so this verse doesn't necessarily apply to us as Christians today because it was under Mosaic law. Yeah, but God obviously gave this command to the Israelites not to get a tattoo. And the specific reason um, for why God told the Israelites not to get a tattoo is not specifically mentioned but most people think it's likely that the act of tattooing was actually linked to pagan gods and obviously god tells us to stand apart um, Mm -hmm. from that and so it is believed that some people in these religions they'd mark their body with the name of their pagan god kind of like kind of like a tattoo i guess you could say and so this is likely why god was commanding the israelites at this time not to mark their bodies just like like i said to set them apart um Right. And God also says to have no other gods before me. And so, you know, doing that for the Israelites at that time would be worshiping that other pagan gods or whatever the reasoning that they did it. But let's go to what the New Testament says about tattoos. Well, like I said earlier, there's not any other specific verses on tattoos. This is kind of a gray area, which we talked about in like our convictions, passions and temptations episode. 
So even though the New Testament doesn't say anything specific, the Bible is alive and active and the Bible is applicable to our lives today. And so we can use what the Bible says to kind of guide us on this whole tattoo topic. Yeah, so there is a couple guidelines that we kind of found in the Bible that you could use when asking yourselves, you know, where do I stand on this gray area? Do I think Mm -hmm. it's okay for a Christian to get a tattoo? And do I think it's okay not to? And a little thing about gray areas is there can be two Christians who hold differing viewpoints on gray areas, and that is okay because it is a gray area. But anyway, one of those um, specific scriptures we pulled out was 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, which says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of your hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So developing a relationship with God should be our adorning like it should be what people see when they look at us not necessarily a tattoo so basically developing a relationship with god should be what clothes us what people see um when they look at us as a christian they should be like wow i see her relationship with god not the piercings not the tattoos not the external stuff so if our tattoo is for that reason for people to look at us um in that way then that is probably not a good idea to get one Right, and Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 2 also talks about children obeying their father and mother, and we also see God commanding us to obey our parents in many other places in the Bible. So for a minor to get a tattoo that goes against the wishes of their parents would be considered sin because that's an act of rebellion against your parents. And so the tattoo itself may not necessarily be sinful, but the rebellion against our parents is the act that's sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one is kind of asking yourself, what is the motivation for getting the tattoo? So we see, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So like I kind of said earlier, are you doing this to fit in? Are you doing this to bring attention to yourself? Or is the motivation behind um, getting the tattoo for the glory of God. And side note on this, even a Christian tattoo such as a cross or a Bible verse, that really, you know, there can still be a wrong intention behind that. It is possible to not have the intention of bringing glory to God in doing that. Right. So just because this tattoo you want to get is quote unquote a Christian tattoo or biblical or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean it's okay because you could have the wrong intentions behind it. But one of the last things we want to just kind of take away with this whole tattoo thing is just to remember that your body is a temple of God and we are ambassadors of Christ. So while it's not necessarily incoherently wrong or right to get a tattoo, it is an area that we can all be individually convicted of. And so if you are thinking about that or whatnot, just be praying about it and ask God to show you what he wants for you and your body. Yes, exactly. So topic number two is drinking. And so kind of looking to the scripture and saying, hey, what does the Bible have to say about the topic of drinking? So we actually see in the Old Testament that God prohibits the priests from drinking when they are serving in the temple. And we see this in Leviticus 10 verse 9. It says, drink no wine or strong drink, you and your sons with you. When you go into the tent of meeting, least you die. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations. So this is 
a command given to the priests that are going to the temple. God's basically telling them like, hey dude, like don't drink before you go in there and you're trying to offer sacrifices to me. Like (laughs) don't do that. However, later on in the Bible, we see that Jesus's first miracle was actually turning water into wine. So Mm -hmm. there we go. We've got alcohol was (laughs) Jesus's first miracle right off the bat. Right. So we see in scripture that alcohol is not prohibited, obviously, because Jesus turned water into wine and ecclesiastes 9 verse 7 says go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart and then isaiah 55 1 says come everyone who thirsts come to the waters and he who has no money come buy and eat come buy wine and milk without money and without price and then amos 9 even discusses enjoying the wine of your vineyard as a sign of blessing by god so we have many examples of alcohol all throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. So we don't see that it's specifically prohibited. Yes. And as I was reading up on this, um, just reading some commentaries and different stuff, I found that alcohol was actually used more widely just because they had really had like water sanitation they didn't Mm -hmm. have like the modern water um cleansing stuff that we have today so in old testament times wine was often much safer to drink than water and that was just because obviously it didn't contain as much bacteria or other contaminants and in scripture and acts we actually see that paul tells timothy to stop drinking water exclusively and to actually add some wine into his diet just because it would help with his upset stomach so Mm -hmm. we actually see that you know biblical characters are going and prescribing wine to people um to use right right just because their water was not like it is today right so while the bible doesn't say alcohol is wrong drinking alcohol is bad or good or whatever the Bible does say that drunkenness is a sin. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And so as Christians, we should not be mastered by anything, especially alcohol. And then 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Yeah, so asking yourselves, is drinking a sin? No, in the Bible, it does not say that drinking is a sin. However, it does say that it is a sin to become drunk because we are no longer in control um, of our bodies. And as a Christian, we are also called to be set apart from this world. And for some Christians to be set apart from this world is to abstain from alcohol. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of a gray area. Um, again, of if you drink or if you do not drink, but is it a sin to drink underage? Yes, it is actually a sin to drink underage because the Bible commands us to obey the law of the land and to obey the government that God places above us. And we see this in Romans chapter 13 verses 1 and 2, which I will read, which says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. So God is basically telling us like, hey, follow the government or the law of the land. And so the law of the land, um, if you're in the United States, is that you cannot drink if you are not over the age of 21. So would it be a sin to drink alcohol underage? Yes, it is considered Mm -hmm. a sin to drink alcohol underage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've talked about drinking in our convictions, passions, and temptations episode as well. And Obviously, Addie and I don't drink because we're underage, but also just the fact that 
We are Christians and we're called to be set apart in the world. And I have come to the personal conviction that if I'm out with unbelievers and all these unbelievers are drinking, I don't want to be sitting here drinking too, looking and acting just like them. I want to be different. I want to be set apart. And I want people to know that I'm not like these unbelievers of the world. Mm -hmm. And also, drinking can be a stumbling block for others. You know, we don't know someone's story completely. So it can be something that someone really struggles with and it can be Mm -hmm. a temptation for them. So if I'm drinking right alongside my brother or sister in Christ that struggles with that area, you know, that's not helpful at all. So that is just, I guess, another thing to consider in doing that. Right. So moving on to our last topic of today's episode is swearing or profanity. And so right off the bat, using the Lord's name in vain is wrong. And I think personally for me, I think this is one of the most common ones that I see today is people always use the Lord's name in vain, just so flippantly, and they don't even realize it half the time. And scripture specifically tells us that we should not use the Lord's name in vain. Exodus 20 verse 7 says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So I watch um, Living Water or Ray Comfort videos on YouTube all the time, And in this, when Ray goes and talks to these strangers on the street, he asks them, would you use your mother's name as a swear word? And 90% of the people are like, no way. You know, we respect our mothers. We love our mothers. They take care of us. And the same thing is for God. We would never take our mother's name as a swear word. And so why would we use God's name as a swear word when God is so much holier, so much more perfect, so much more than what our mothers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we even see that like in the Lord's prayer where it says, Father, hallowed be your name. And God's name is holy. Like you were saying, it is set apart. And since the name of the Lord represents, you know, who he is and his character and his perfection, we as followers, we shouldn't cheapen his holy name, as you were saying, and we should demand the proper respect. You know, mm-hmm. you would demand the proper respect of your mother, obviously. You're right. like, hey, like, I love my mom, and, like, I want you to respect her. And the same thing should go for God, you know? Mm-hmm. We should be like, hey, I love that dude, and I <laughs> demand respect for him, so I'm not gonna, like, use the Lord's name in vain, and, like, I I won't stand up to that if someone around me is using the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk to about more swear words and cuss words specifically, And the Bible also talks about this topic too. It says in Colossians 4 verse 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so just think about it. Would you consider swear words gracious? No, I don't think anybody would consider that gracious talk. And the Bible also says in Ephesians 4 verse 29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such word as it is good for edification according to the need of the moment. Yeah, and we also see in the Bible that as Christians, we are image bearers of God. And I think we've talked about this in a previous episode. I I honestly don't remember what episode, (laughs) but we talked about the idea of the mirror and how as Christians, we are made to reflect the image and the character of God. And so doing that obviously means not letting any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths because in doing so, we would not be reflecting the image of God. Mm -hmm. And like we also said multiple, multiple times in this episode, as Christians, we're called to be set apart. And a way that we can do that is from refraining from swearing. And often I think swearing comes from just trying to fit in. And 
as Christians, we're called to be set apart. So we're trying to fit in, but really what we're called to as Christians is to be set apart to stand out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also believe that swearing really has to do with the state that our heart is in. And so just think about too, who really has your heart? Is it God or the world? Do you love the world more than God or do you love God more than the world? Because if you love God more than the world, you're not going to want to be swearing or partaking in a lot of these worldly things that unbelievers around you are doing. And in Luke 6:45, it says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Yeah, I think that really just speaks to, you know, who has your heart? Is it God or is it the world? Um, and often, you know, partaking in the things of the world can mean that like our heart is not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this whole mindset of who really has your heart, what do you love more, can not only be applied to this whole swearing topic, but also drinking and tattoos as well, like we talked about in this episode. And so that is pretty much all we have for you guys today. But thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.